Hello, this is Genoa. And this is Yusuf. And this is in Entertainment. Uh, happy Thursday, everyone. Um, I hope you guys are having a great summer. August is rolling in. I think in a little bit, uh, school is going to start. I, I I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> who knows now in this world? Um, but we are going to give you the creeps a little bit with this Throwback Thursday episode. Um and, General, would you like to introduce a very, 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 very special guest today? Yes. So, because we're doing arachnophobia, uh, it felt appropriate to bring in someone that specializes in the creepy crawlies. So, we have Mary Ann Colley from the Butterfly Pavilion coming on as our resident scientist. So, Mary Ann, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Oh, sure. Well, hi, everybody. Um my name's Marianne. I'm an entomologist by training. So I, I purposely studied bugs and got a degree, um, which makes me extra cool. And I have been working in the field for about 19 years, um, educating um, people on the importance of invertebrates in our ecosystems and working on research and conservation efforts to ensure that we have invertebrates uh, for the years to come so that we can have things like food and clothing and all the the comforts that we are used to. Awesome. Yes. Yes. So, so I'm sorry, great. Oh, go ahead, Yusuf. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, so what, what made you uh dive into the profession that you're in now? Like so why bugs, really, is what you're asking? <laughs> yes. What's the what's the attraction to bugs, Marianne? Um, you know, when I was in college, I, I really thought I was going to go into conservation work. I sea turtle conservation because I grew up on an island. And um, when I got to school, I took an elective and it was entomology and the football players were taking this elective. So I was like, oh, it's going to be really one of those easy classes. And I fell in love. Like I literally fell in love. And it was the first time I never had to try. I didn't have to. I didn't really have to study hard. It always just clicked. And it, it's just in, insects are just some of the most amazing creatures on our planet. And there's one to discover every single day and the, the adaptations they have and, and the way they look is just beautiful to me. And so I continually uh, remain inspired by them and um, have been able to create, a, you know, a, a meaningful life from it and have gone all over the world because of bugs. <laughs> Nice. I mean that's that's awesome. I mean Yusuf and I when it, while we were, we remove review movies like this tend to focus on all the uh, negatives. So hopefully you bring in some positive aspects <laughs> of uh, I'll do my best the spiders. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. Give me a, a appreciation for spiders. <laughs> With this movie, I'll do my best. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because they definitely uh, pimp them as the new jaws of uh, <laughs> of the bug world. They sure did. Even though I'm sure they misunderstood in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So before we dive into the movie, what was happening in 1990 when this movie came out? Yes, 1990, July 18th to be exact. Um, okay, well... We were watching, uh, as far as uh, you know, if we, if we were watching movies or 
popping movies on VHS in 1990. I think DVDs kind of came on the scene, sort of. Uh, anyway, we were watching TV, <laughs> the TV shows we were watching, going from five to one. Uh, Cobbs was holding on to number five, A Different World was number four, Roseanne three, 60 Minutes number two, and Sam and Diane with Cheers number one. All right, who want to guess the top song of 1990? Baby Got Back? Nope. Kokomo. What is that? Kokomo. No, I mean it was, it was a it was a boy band. Was it uh, New Kids on the Block? <clears throat> yep. Which one? Which one? I don't know any of their songs. I'm oh. sorry. Step by step, <laughs> I remember that. Ah, okay. So uh, New Kids on the Block, step by step. That's what people were jamming to. <laughs> Some people were. Not all of us are jamming to new kids on the block. Yeah, I wasn't either, but MT it was on MTV, so by default, I was watching. <clears throat> right, right. Yeah. Um, okay, so ar- arachnophobia. So according to IMDB, the synopsis of this movie is a species of South American killer spider hitches a lift to the US in a coffin and starts to breed and kill. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. It it it's starring Jeff Daniels, Julian Sands, and John Goodman, and was dra- directed by Frank Marshall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Frank Marshall. You may have heard of Frank Marshall. Uh, Frank Marshall uh, was, the, uh, was part of the producing team, uh, pretty much behind the Indiana Jones trilogy, Benjamin Button. Uh, signs like the list go, goes on and on, and this move particular movie uh, was under Amblin and, and, and Amblin Entertainment, which is St- Steven Spielberg production company. Now we did a throwback last Thursday, Mask of Zorro, which is also an Amblin Entertainment um, production. So yes, like whenever if Spielberg was not in front of the camera, he was you know behind the scenes, you know producing. You know, some pretty uh, cool films. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So the movie opens up, as the IMDb synopsis states, with uh, some scientists down in South America, and they are collecting bugs, specifically spiders, to try to find new species and uh marianne have have you ever done this so the way they did it is they they like like a smoke uh, yeah, smoke <laughs> and things start pulling the nets was that accurate yeah so it, it is definitely accurate um that is one one technique and and more of a uh technique in uh for kind of large scale research projects. Um, and one that's not really, it's kind of frowned upon now because, you know, <laughs> massive, massive amounts of uh, pesticide isn't great, but it's definitely something that's happened. I mean, have I ever done anything like that? No, I generally um, put more work in. So I'm swinging a net or uh, digging them up or things of that nature. But it was, it was pretty cool to see um, them u- utilizing the actual. Um, the correct equipment and using it correctly. And so as I was watching the the movie, you know, looking at the types of bugs they were using, but looking at their, their collection equipment was actually kind of cool because that's, that's the way it's done. 
Now, do they have more, um, I'm sure they have like more modernized uh, machinery uh, if they're still doing this today? Like, have, like, do they have something there? So, you know, they, they have these funnels. And so sometimes the funnels are much larger. So when you are doing kind of a, a large fogging event, you can catch a lot of the, the critters that fall. Um, but you know, that's, that's kind of what it looks like. And they do fall from the sky. And like I said, I've never experienced it at that level, but it's definitely, it was right. It, they did a good job there. Now where they were collecting, you know, untouched by man for, for millions of years. I'm not so sure about that. <laughs> right. And, and I, I think there needs to be an asterisk on that is untouched by white men. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. yeah. That, that, that seems to be the uh, footnote to most of those things. Yeah. Sure. Good, good point. Good point. Yeah. And so when they, in this particular scene, you know, they, catch a particular species of spider. Mm -hmm. So they, they fog and all these bugs are falling down and um, some really large tarantulas start falling. And um, these, so these tarantulas are bird eating tarantulas. So while they, the name denotes that they would be eating birds, maybe up in trees, these are ground dwelling tarantulas. So that's a little bit of a head scratcher, but so these tarantulas are falling from the trees and um, unbeknownst to them are not susceptible Hmm. to the pesticide. Interesting. Ah, Okay. See, right. So I'm doing everything. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So the uh, the spiders that follow the tree they collect some but they don't realize that one of the the nasty little critters and i always say nasty because that's how they portrayed in the movie um uh, like falls on the photographer because they they have a wildlife photographer there to take photos of all the cool things that they're finding and he ends up being bitten in the middle of the night and dying and mm-hmm. That's how our little spider hitches a ride to California, where the most of the action in the movie takes place. Right. Yeah. So we dropped it to the small town. And it's interesting, like this whole sequence, you know, very clever because we see the spider kind of crawling out of the casket that, you know, he was hiding. In. And then he it crawls outside and the bird snatches it up. And then the spider bites the bird. He's the bird drop. Yeah. And the bird drops right in front of the home. And, you know, the, the truck and car pulls up. And this is where we see Jeff Daniels family, you know, uh, moving in and settling in. And uh, so it, it was it was really clever how they shot that. Yeah. You had a lot of information without, you know, dialogue <laughs> it's like oh okay so this is the family we're gonna, that we're gonna follow throughout this movie oh and the killer spider so happen to be right near the house that we're gonna be following the family okay that's that's cool yeah so marianne you mentioned the uh bird eating tarantula mm-hmm. um in the movie like the big baddie spider is supposed to be a new species right. um but for 
filming, they actually did use a real live birding, bird eating tarantula, uh, but they painted purple stripes on his back and put a prosthesis on his stomach to make him look bigger. Um, and they lovingly called him Big Bob. He was the only bird eating tarantula in the United States, uh, but they did bring him on set to film a lot of those scenes. <laughs> and I actually did a little research and um, I, I think his name is Jamie from the Mythbusters series. Yeah. He yeah. did a lot of work on that and he kept Big Bob as a pet. Oh, that's crazy. I didn't know that. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I was I was doing some research like that. Hmm, I wonder, you know, what happened to these animals? Um, and so I thought that was pretty interesting. I'm surprised but, yeah. they let Jamie keep it. Yeah. Probably they were like, I don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> and tarantulas are really long-lived. So um, they can live, you know, sometimes 20 to 30 years, oh. especially under human care. So... You know, when you get a tarantula as a pet, it's a, you know, it's a commitment. Yeah, it might, it might outlive you. That's right. (laughs) Especially if it's Big Bob, because it'll kill, it'll kill you. It'll have it out for you. (laughs) (laughs) So, are bird eating tarantulas in real life? Are they venomous? Yes. So all spiders have venom and tarantulas, all tarantulas have venom. And it's actually um, the base, the, the basis of their digestive digestion. So it starts the digestive process. So they basically digest everything externally. So when you see that coffin open up and he's all just de- super dried up and they said, oh, yeah, dehydrated. He's, oh, it was like a vampire got him. It's not how it really works, but, um, so they do this external digestion. They do end up taking some fluids, but, um, but it's, uh, it would have taken a lot of, a lot of work to get that guy as as (laughs) mummified as he was. But anyway, that, that venom, um, definitely starts digestion and it does have specific proteins in it and toxins in it that can really be painful, um, and, and some, some tarantulas, not so much, but the bird eaters, um, I think the most pain is going to be coming from the actual bite itself more so than the venom that they inject, but I've never been bitten by a bird eater. So <laughs> wait, wait, have you been bitten by other spiders? Um, by spiders? Yes. Not tarantulas. Uh, uh, they're different. <laughs> Um, well, tarantulas are way bigger, um, and tarantulas have their fangs. Their fangs go up and down, whereas spiders, um, their 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 bangs go side side by side. Oh, okay. so it's like a pinch versus a stabbing motion. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> okay. Wow. Okay. More you know. <laughs> exactly. That's interesting. So, so this small town in California is now um, has the wild big bob spider running around town and he ends up mating with a local spider, um, creating a lot of tiny mutant baby spiders that start to run around the town and killing people. And the first person that dies is the friendly old lady that was welcoming to Jeff Daniels character, uh, who was the new small town doctor that no one else wanted to to see him. And they all blame him for the 
old lady that died that wasn't sick before he showed up. <laughs> yeah. And so now everyone is looking at uh, Ross. His character name is Ross. Now they're looking at Ross like, okay, that we, we didn't have deaths until Ross and his family appeared. So now there's grumbling. They even coined him Dr. Death, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then the next person that said the spiders they're spreading around town uh and as all good small towns have there's a football team and the kids are out practicing and one of the kids uh gets attacked by a spider who when he puts his helmet on the spiders in there the spider's just protecting his face he wasn't really after the person um and that's basically what happens in all these deaths in the movie is the spiders aren't being like out to get you uh they're just protecting their area when when a giant hand comes towards them or someone puts their helmet on that the spider's like nope not here buddy again there were a few scenes i, I yeah i'm gonna have to disagree with that statement gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> these tarantulas or the tarantula was like had a vendetta yeah. And was like definitely out to get people. <laughs> the, the huntsman spider that was the offspring, they were quite aggressive. And it was hilarious. Like, uh, you know, when they're trying to catch it moving and this <laughs> tiny spider is like, I'm, I'm going to get you. And it was, um, they were quite aggressive. They were quite aware of their surroundings and quite ready to attack. So, um, Mind you, you're right. If you put a, a helmet on, they're going to bite you because you're crushing their bodies. But um, if yeah. you're going to you're going to turn your lampshade off, they're yeah. going to run. Yeah. They're going to yeah. run from you. Right. <laughs> yeah. Nor- normal spiders, not these particular special right. spiders. Right. Yeah. yeah. And also, you know, if they're purpose- purposefully going, position themselves on top of the sh- a shower head just to pounce <laughs> on your head. <laughs> <laughs> I just felt like the spiders were protecting their areas. Mm. <laughs> so, so all all of the like baby spiders that were used um, were uh, a type of spider from New Zealand called the Avondale spider, and they are a harmless species. Mm-hmm. So no one was really being bitten in the in real life and they actually had an entomologist on set his name was Stephen R. Kutcher who was handling all the spiders so there were no spiders harmed in the filming of this movie right yeah, uh, yeah. and, and uh, Marianne could you spot like the shots or the scenes where there were there were just I guess like the prosthetic kind of arms like in the close-ups <laughs> oh yeah um <laughs> it was really it was really kind of funny you know generally when you would see um so they used almost all um live spiders in most of the scenes but um when they were using the animatronic spider when it was doing specific things it was <clears throat> very fast <laughs> Almost like it had like a wheel on its stomach, like just a zoom across. And uh, uh, so it was quite easy to to spot the animatronics. But um, I think they really did a good job considering that when you're working with a live animal that you can't train um, like a spider, 
um, you know, they had to really get super creative. They used things like lemon pledge to create runways because they found that the spiders didn't like to, to get near the chemicals in the lemon pledge. So they were able to create runways to, to get really creative uh, working with these animals because you can't train them. Um, and I thought they did an excellent job in um, the, their use of live animals. <laughs> yeah, directing, directing spiders that can't be directed. <laughs> yeah, very clever. Yeah, and in the midst of all of this, uh, you know, death, they dispatch the local pest guy, played brilliantly by John Goodman as Dilbert McClintock. Can we just say that he stole the movie? I mean, he is by far my favorite character in the movie. <laughs> when this movie was over, when, when it came out and, and it was done, I said, you know what? They got to do a spinoff following Dilbert. Like, it got, like, we need to follow his business. Like, just like how he, you know, do his job in, <laughs> in the town and like the adventures of Dilbert McClintock. Like, I will watch that movie all day. <laughs> so Marianne from uh from your perspective was John Goodman the hero of the movie <laughs> and from my perspective he was absolutely the hero of the movie <laughs> he was my favorite character and you know I watched it you know when I was younger and then watching it again um as a professional entomologist I laughed out loud because what he said, I mean, the way he said it was hilarious, but what he was saying was like dead on. Like, I highly, it's highly unlikely that you have these types of spiders. And I was dying. I was like, that's exactly what I tell people every single day <laughs> at work. <laughs> um, but, you know, he, he truly was, he's the hero. He, he, he saved the day. He, in so many ways, in so many ways, he saved the day in, in this whole movie. So what, what you what you think he used? Did you think he used like acid at the end to like kind of like <laughs> kill the spiders? I think that was his own personal mix. Uh, you okay. know, like his uh, go to um, <laughs> to be sure that everything was going. I wasn't actually sure what that was, but it would have to be some sort of acid because they were like yeah, was, burning. Was, they were like, <laughs> smoking smoke coming off of them. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So what was your, your perception of, uh, of the, the, the scientist, the, the Julie oh. Sands character? So the formal entomologist, I thought, I thought he was great. I mean, besides being really poor at identification, um, when he was identifying things, um, I thought he, he looks like us. He looks like an <laughs> entomologist. He is, uh, a little bit stuck up like we are when we, it comes to insects. And, uh, um, um, but I, you know, I think, he, I think they did a good job in casting and I think he did a really good job of, of kind of portraying an entomologist who's really serious about um, the science of entomology and, and how important these types of uh, animals are. Um, I thought he was, um, he took a lot of cha chances, you know, when he, when he was, um, playing with the web with the spider that he took from Venezuela. I was like, Oh, all right. Like <laughs> that's, that's risky. Um, and I mean, ultimately that, that was his demise was being a little bit too confident when you're around, um, dangerous animals and insects and other uh, arthropods, arthropods, um, can definitely be 
dangerous so you can't get too comfortable. You got to always know who you're working with. <laughs> Regardless of size. Exactly. Even though we're bigger, I mean, there, there's a lot of them that do have venoms that can really pack a punch. Cool. Cool. So we have the, the three main characters um, finally have regrouped in the small town to find uh, where the nest is of the offending tarantula spider. Um, and they've decided that they need to sweep the town. But looking at the map, they realize that all that the nest must be at Dr. Ross Jennings house who just happens to have really bad arachnophobia. And they all head there to search the house and the, the farm to find out where the spiders are hiding. And that's where we get the big giant show off with, as you mentioned, uh, Julian Sands character gets killed in the gra- in the barn. And then Jeff Daniels, Dr. Ross Jennings and Dilbert head to the basement where there's the big giant fight with the spider. Yeah. Now, let me ask you this, Miriam. In the situation where uh, the Julius Sands character, Dr. James, <clears throat> goes into the barn and just marvels at, you know, the huge spider webs and things of that nature, seeing, you know, mice and things being wrapped up in the spider webs, half eaten. You think that was proper protocol to like <laughs> ding the webs to call the spider to you? I mean, just a professional yeah, question. You know, so um, oftentimes, if you do want to see what's what's created that web, you will you will trip the line. You'll you'll touch the line, or, or not the line, but the web, and you'll you'll see what comes out. Um, lo and behold, he does so, and it's the most aggressive spider ever known to man um, <laughs> that comes in and gets them. But is it proper protocol? I think when you're seeing all these dead things around, I would say no. I think you need to be a little bit more um, cautious, uh, especially knowing that all these people have been dying. Um, but I think he made some some pretty serious mistakes. There wasn't enough light, and um, and it, well, it was good for t- it was good for the movie. It was, it was, yeah, it was good for the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just curious on that one. You know, now I, since we have a professional, yeah, on. I would, I wouldn't have done it. I would have had <laughs> okay. a stick. I would have had a stick, and I would have <laughs> moved things around. Um, because if if there's going to be something that's going to get me, the stick is going to get it first. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Yeah, we're just checking. <laughs> See if that was proper protocol. I, I am. I, I'm going to opt for not not tripping the wire and staying away from all of those things. But you know, that's me. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm going to take John Goodman's acid cannon nozzle and just spray first and walk in. <laughs> Um, so ultimately the spider that has been introduced to California is killed and the heroes, or at least some of the heroes survive and decide to leave the small town and go back to the city where according to him, what, there's no spiders in cities? There's spiders all over cities. Come on. But not that kind of spider. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. And ultimately well, and we really- that- 
Huh? One second. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm just saying that ultimately Dr. Ross over, overcomes his arachnophobia. Right. <laughs> yeah. And, and to Genoa's point, there are definitely spiders in cities. Uh, if we didn't have spiders, the number of other insects that would be around would be like astronomical. They eat so much um, insect material every single day. So um, the reason why you don't see a ton in the cities is because number one, they're hiding. <laughs> <laughs> they don't want to be seen, um, but there's not always a ton of habitat. So you generally see just, um, you know, smaller diversity of, of spiders in cities, but they're definitely there. Yeah. Okay. Why daddy, daddy long legs always make their way in homes in apartments? Like why are them at all? <laughs> you know, so there's a couple of, um, so I'm going to put my like nerd hat on. And um, I'm going to say that there are daddy long legs spiders and then there are daddy long legs. And so daddy long legs proper are, are arachnids, but they're not spiders. Um, it's a nerd coming out. Um, and then there are daddy long legs spiders and the daddy long legs spiders, um, they jeff, jeff, definitely go into homes uh, because that's where the food is and that's where shelter is. And so you'll find them around your home, especially if you've got anything leaning up against your home. Um, but you know, it's cold outside. It's wet outside. You don't want to be outside when it's cold and wet. Neither do they. So they're seeking shelter. And then there's a, there's lots of food resources for them in our homes. Believe it or not, we're not the cleanest species. We leave food out. There are things like cockroaches and flies and all those types of things that are in our homes that we're living with that we're we're kind of used to or that we've decided to become blind to and and they're helping clean up clean up those animals that are in our homes with us. Hmm. So arach okay so break down the arachnid in this Friday alone so so the arachnid would stay in the house or both would would go in the house. Daddy long legs can come into houses. I I generally don't find proper harvestmen. Harvestmen are are daddy long legs um, or opilionids. They're they're sap suckers. They live outside primarily. Um, you know they can come inside when when you leave your doors open and things like that. But um, but they're not they're not seeking out. Um, they're not hunters. You know, like I said, they're sap suckers. Whereas you know, daddy long leg spiders, they're, they're hunters. They need to eat. They need to find um, prey. And so that's why they're coming in. And it would be a whole nother episode for me to talk about the difference <laughs> between um, the different kinds of arachnids that, um, that there are. Plus, um, I mean, when you think about ar- arachnids, scorpions are in that group too. Gotcha. Awesome. <laughs> So it's because I feel like because this this we are recording this today, um, I did go camping last weekend and Tuesday morning I woke up in my little camp bed and I had a couple spiders crawling away from me in the middle of the night. Is it true that we swallow spiders when we sleep? <laughs> no, it's not true. <laughs> the best thing from from today is learning that we don't eat spiders in our sleep. Now, could it happen? For sure. Um, but if we're sleeping and we're breathing and we're breathing in and out from our mouths and our tongue is moving and we're closing, it's like a death trap for that spider. <laughs> so, I mean, has it happened? 
Absolutely. It's happened. <laughs> is, is it happening like 20 times or 10 times, whatever that myth is a year? No. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jenna, for that was an all doubt. That clears the air. We need it. No, no problem. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And, right, and another question. Sorry, since I, since we have one. Yeah. All right. Now, Daddy Long Legs, like, cool. Like, they kind of chill in the corner. Like, I really don't. Like, all right, whatever. Do you? But, like, the spiders with the backs that. Okay. Here's my thing. When I see a spider with their backs or butts that's bigger than my thumb, I usually like either leave room or get some buzz break. Cause it's like, ah, like, cause it seems like he, he's packing some heat back there that if you bit me, like, all right, so please give me some uh, knowledge on this. Sure. So I, I'm not exactly sure what spider you're specifically talking about, but if it's got a large abdomen, um, and you said bigger than your thumb, it would probably be um, like a cat face spider. And those are orb weaving spiders. So you saw a lot of orb weaving orb webs in the movie, which none of the spiders that we saw would have made that web. Okay. So, um, but so the orb weaving, weaving spiders use that web to catch their food. Um, and cat bait spiders, if you were to hold it, it would probably bite you. But it would pit, it would be more of a pinch and you know it'd be uncomfortable. But that guy's totally harmless. Um, the the spiders in North America that we really have to kind of keep an eye out for are the black widows or any um, any species in Lactrodectus. So anything that looks like a black widow generally can have toxins that are are pretty unpleasant for anyone who gets bitten. Right. The other culprit here in North America, or at least the lower 48, is um, the brown recluse. And everybody has heard of the brown recluse. And um, for the most part, uh, brown recluse and, and brown recluse are not everywhere. And there's different types of recluse spiders. Um, but oftentimes, people who are getting bitten by spiders are giving themselves like a secondary infection. Um, you get a spider bite, you haven't washed your hands, you scratch your spider bite. Mm. You get an infection. Now, granted, some people are are you know have really terrible reactions to spider bites. Don't get me wrong, but most of us are getting bit by spiders and don't even know it. Um, and so, really, um, I think the brown recluse <laughs> gets a really bad rap. It's not the greatest venom, but I mean, you're not going to die. Yeah, when, when I moved in, into my house, I, I found a bunch of spider eggs. Um, around my house and I would take photos and send them to Mary Ann. <laughs> Please help me. What am I seeing? Should I kill it? Oh my God. Oh my God. And her response is always, please don't kill it. <laughs> Ship it to me. And I'll study it. Or, right. <laughs> or just, just um, get a stick. See that stick. Right, it's like right. the, the best thing. Get a stick and just move it. <laughs> Yeah, I, I do. I put mint oil out and that seems to keep them away from everything. So that that's that's been my solution. Uh, there's also a um, apparently like on your front porch, if it's covered, if you paint paint the roof of your front porch sky blue, the spiders will think that it's the sky. that it's open sky so that they won't build their little nest up in all the nooks mm -hmm. and crannies of your front porch. So that's on my list of things to do for the house because 
I unfortunately each morning when I open my door, I, I do walk through a spider web in front of, you know, there's not a full web. It's just like the little strings. Mm-hmm. I always manage to break them. I just, I'm not awake. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> seeing them. All right. Yeah. Okay. On the average. Okay. Like I said, I find spiders to be the most. The most the, okay. The most mysterious, the most like beautiful and the mechanics of a spider, like their nature seamstress, like they can just like have these perfect, I'm like, wait a minute, do they have like a measuring tape? Like how do they, and it's like perfect, you know, like, like how, like their, their spider brains and also like the mechanics of a spider, like, like how do they know like when they run it on empty of web being that it's like, okay, I think I'm, uh, yeah, let me time out and then let me build my webbing back up and finish this thing. Like, I'll, I'll, that's so, yeah, it's, that's such a like mystery to me. I know if I like really read up on it, it wouldn't be a mystery, but. <laughs> well, and there's still things that, that we've got to, to continue to learn about spiders and their anatomy. Um, there are definitely more spiders on this planet than there are arachnids knowledgeists, people who specifically study spiders. Um, but, you know, some of the really cool things about spiders are, you know, you know, they do make a web and generally they'll make a web that's a, appropriate for the size of their body. And that's just through, you know, lots of years of evolution. And, <laughs> and, um, and is, one, is that a bad word, Marianne? You kind no, of, <laughs> I, um, I'm just really sensitive to that word because some people like want to like, take that stick I have and beat me with it. So, um, (laughs) but you know, millions of years of evolution have allowed these spiders to really get, um, precise and, and do really cool things with their webs. And, um, when they're running low, they can actually eat their, their silk because it's just a protein. And so they can eat it if they didn't catch anything. Um, and if they do catch things, you know, they'll eat it anyway. Um, so oftentimes you might see in the morning, the web is out and you can see it glistening in the sun. And then by the end of the day, it's gone. Right. And they've taken, they've taken it down. They've taken down their web. Um, we did some really cool stuff, um, at, uh, where I work at the butterfly Pavilion. we actually partnered with a, a company and we, we sent spiders up to the international space station. And we kind of watched what, how they made their webs in microgravity. And it was amazing. You know, these animals that are so used to gravity, you take them up they're on the, International Space Station, and they they figured it out. They figured out how to create an orb web um, with, with the smallest amount of gravity, microgravity. So these animals are smart. You know, they um, they get it figured out. Wow. I'm also biased. <laughs> <laughs> so so last question: Have you ever found a species? a new species. And is that your goal? Um, so no, technically I've never found a species. Now, when I say technically, um, I've been to lots of amazing places where I found lots of amazing insects and other invertebrates, and I could have found a new species, but there's a ton of work that goes, uh, you know, you don't just find like a a bug and then you're like, Oh, this is my bug. (laughs) It takes a lot of time. Um, now they're doing a lot of genetic work, uh, to, to truly be assured that it's a new species. 
I think my goal in in life and what I know will will be like the the feather in my cap is that I saved species um, so that I've made sure that there's habitat, that I've made sure that there's education so that we have these species. Uh, and I'll, I'll get off my soapbox in just a second, but I think all of our problems, every question that we need to have answered, um, the answers are right on our planet. We've got to take care of our planet because the cure to cancer, the cure to these crazy viruses that we have going around, I think sometimes can be found right in our own backyards, whether it's a backyard in Colorado or a backyard in the depths of Venezuela. But those answers are there and we just have to know where to look and be willing to look. Awesome. (laughs) Well, thank you very much, Mary Ann. So from a rating perspective on this film, now that we've been educated a tiny, tiny little bit on spiders, um, our rating system is sitting on the sofa and watching it with a family, meaning yes, yes, yes. Um, You'd rather go clean the house while it's on in the background um, or going outside and facing all the crazies. You wouldn't give this movie the time of day. So I I feel like I watch this movie every couple years. So it's on the sofa for me. (laughs) Oh, totally. Yeah. Actually revisiting. It's been it's been a while since I've seen this Um, and going back and watching this again. I, I forgot how fun this movie was to watch, you know, and, you know, like the the old school trickery of camera work and um, how things are shot and like the suspense of it. Right. There's, there's no CGI in this movie. Yeah, there's no CGI. No, everything's practical. I mean, you know, it's old school. It felt, it felt very old school. You know, I think that's why I, I love it so much. Um you know, good performances. Jeff Daniels always great. You know, like like we're saying, you know, we need to we need to deal with McClintock uh, spinoff. Um, yeah, it, yeah, it, it it was funny. It was suspenseful. It gave you, it gave you the creeps. It kind of it delivered on all fronts what the movie was set was setting out to do. And yeah, definitely um, sit down for me. Fun stuff. <laughs> So, Marianne, from scientist perspective, oh, definitely, I'd be sitting on the couch and watching it. <laughs> uh, awesome. So, wait, where I you can stream it on TV right now? I think it was on yeah, on, Hulu. on Hulu. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and as always, I'm sure you can find it on Amazon to rent if you so if you don't have Hulu. So. Exactly. Three butts down on the sofa. Definitely yeah. find it and watch it. It's a summer blockbuster. Uh, we gave you spiders this time. Next summer, we might bring you Jaws instead, but we wanted to hit a summer blockbuster as we come to the end of summer. Yes, definitely. Yeah, and we will like to thank uh, Marianne. Uh, is it Kali? Kali. Kali, yes. Uh, for blessing us with all this amazing information so I'm not as creeped out when I see spiders. I have a little bit more, you know, confidence when I come across one. Um, thank you for that. Uh, is there any uh, uh, websites or anything you want to share or you have a page uh, people can follow or anything like that? 
Um, I, well, I could definitely share um, the website uh, for the organization that I work for, which is www.butterflies.org. And um, it is an excellent resource. And there are a lot of uh, amazingly smart people. So if you have questions, you can always um, send us an email or give us a call and we'll, we'll help you with any of your bug concerns or woes that you might be ex- experiencing. And, and also consider donating to them because I, I have donated to the butterflies.org before um, in, in honor of my parents for birthdays and, and holidays. So definitely consider donating to the scientists out there. Yes, yes. And actually, we'll uh, post a link uh, the week we up- upload this Wow, so thank that'd, you. That'd be good. Definitely. Great. So thank you again for everyone listening to us. Yes. And until until uh, this is Thursday. All right. Till next week, uh, we wish everyone safe physical distancing and get your fucking vaccines, people. Yes. Peace.